Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You are here at your favorite spot. This right here is the place where the conversations are pointed and the guests are sharp. The responses are never dull. Today, we're going to be on the back of a horse in Nevada with Nancy Snyder Brains. This woman, this woman has got a lot going on. And what I like about her is that she uses good old fashioned horse sense. And what I mean by that is there's a certain intelligence. Now, me personally, I'm intimidated by horses. One ran away with me to the edge of a cliff. And honey, she must have knew I was scared because when I got off, I gave her a couple uh, uh, carrots and some sugar cubes and I walked her back almost three miles. I sure did. (laughs) But there's a beauty in being able to communicate with animals. Nancy suffered some challenges in her past before with some mental health things, but she didn't let that deter her. She let that encourage her. Now she's working with NAMI. Um, I'm not, and they are a phenomenal program. I know two or three people that have participated. It's actually the, I'm sorry. It's the National Alliance. National Alliance of Mental Health. National Alliance on Mental Illness. Okay, perfect. Because we want to definitely give them their credit. We want to give them their due. Um, She, is also a retired doctor of physical therapy. She's not only able to work with animals intuitively, but also in the physical space as an animal communicator and also a behavioralist. And what people have told me, I don't know, we're going to talk to her a little bit more about it, is that animal therapy is huge now with children with Asperger's or attention deficit or you know, just mental challenges, they're able to get out and connect with animals or music or science in an environment that is suiting to them. So welcome her to the show. Thank you so much, Nancy, number one, for all the amazing things that you do and all the people that you connect. So Nancy, please share with my brains, how do you show up in the world? I've been on a journey my whole life to figure out my place in this universe and it's taken me a variety of places i worked in the horse industry in virginia for 15 years i did uh went back to school and got my doctor of physical therapy did that as a career for a while um i did peer support as a mental health specialist and now my ultimate finding for myself is um, working with animals on a physical, emotional, mental level using intuitive communication, energy work, and other holistic techniques. I saw that you're also studying to be an aromatherapist for animals. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. It's really powerful. Yeah, I I know. I mean, their, their sense of smell is like 10 times ours. Yes, yes. They can smell fear. They can smell anxiety. They look at you a certain kind of way when, you know, when they're questioning you. Why did you pick horses as your favorite, one of your, you know, favorite animals to work with? 
I especially love both horses and dogs, but horses, it's like I just kind of need them to breathe. <laughs> I don't know. They're a part of me ever since I was little. We didn't have horses, but nobody in my family is interested in horses. But from the time I was little, I played with horses instead of dolls. So, Well, that's beautiful. Are you a good rider? Not as good as I when I did it full time, but I like to think so. Well, when I got on the back of that thing, I thought it was going to be easy. You got to it's a lot of upper body work. It's a lot of work. And people it's a lot of work. No, yeah, I mean, you know, if you don't sit back, you can mess up your back. Your thighs have to kind of be able to grip that saddle. It's a lot. So now you find that working with the animals intuitively, how does that correlate with them working with, with individuals that maybe don't have animals around or dogs or horses? How do you find that there's a harmonious synergy with the work that you do intuitively with the animals and also people that might have challenges? Um, interesting question. A lot of it is just being present and um, allowing the other individual to be heard. That's a huge part of it. Um, that's especially important in the animal communication because we can talk to the animals and they understand us, but in general, people don't understand when their animals talk to them. Um, and a lot of people also just feel not heard their their family dismisses them or doesn't understand the medical community doesn't understand um just to be present and listen and from it's especially helpful when it's someone coming from a similar place mm -hmm. i know you know i used to tell my husband he goes what are you and that dog doing in there i said you don't speak bark you don't understand <laughs> Okay, but it is a language. And, you know, I just love the way that a dog looks at you. You know exactly what they're saying. You know, I'm hungry, I go to potty, you know, pet me, love me, all of those kinds of things. Is the communication similar with other type of animals? Can you kind of read what the horse is thinking? I mean, you have a special intuitive gift, but, you know, just for most horse, horse owners, are they able to kind of engage, do you think? Oh, absolutely. Body language is huge for most species of animals. Um, they, you know, that's definitely one level and you can get very detailed communication from them. Sometimes need to go a little bit further though. Yeah. And that's where the intuitive communication comes in. So now how, but, did you find, how did you find that you had this intuitive gift? How did you find out that you were a Mrs. Dr. Doodle. <laughs> well, first of all, it's not necessarily a gift. It's actually a skill mm. that most anybody can learn. Um, you have to put the work in. And like anything else, some people are a little more talented, but, but it is learnable. Um, but I had some spontaneous communications before I knew it was a thing. <laughs> and... Um, one of them actually was my personal dog and she wanted to tell me something. And like you said, you know, I, I knew she wanted something. I didn't know what, 
Um, it was like, is it food? You have to go to the bathroom. Do you need water? All, all those things I kind of went through. And this went on for a day and a half or so. And finally, I wasn't even looking at her. I had my back to her and I got this message that she wanted to go to this body worker um, who had worked on her once before. And she said, I want to go see Shalom. And I turned around and I said, you want to go see Shalom? And you know how when you get it right, they get all excited? <laughs> you want to go for a walk? You want to go out? You get the right thing. They, they know they want to do it. That's the way she reacted. Wow. And so, yeah, it was powerful. Okay, yeah. so now you go in. I had another guest on my show that was an animal chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And she told me how when she would adjust the cows, they give sweeter, better milk. <laughs> Interesting. I have not heard of that, although it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So um, the world of animal treatment and animal awareness has really magnified. Here in San Diego, we're a big, you know, Del Mar Fair is the big one of the biggest, you know, uh, races of horses. But there was been a problem with the track year after year where several of the horses went down. Yes. Now, just yes. like SeaWorld, they're coming to the point where they don't even want to sponsor that because we want the ethical treatment of animals. So when an animal is, is like a horse, I've heard people say, you know, uh, the horse broke his leg and they have to put him down. They don't mend the same way. They don't have the same tent. I know it's a lot of weight to carry, but usually when they break a leg or something like that, you can't just put them out to pasture. A lot of times you have to put them down. Um, most of the time, unfortunately, yes. You can't tell a horse to not bear weight on that leg. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they don't get it. So people have tried rigging slings and things for them to help hold the weight. Um, they can't, horses can't lie down for very long at a time. Their body weight is so large, so heavy that it compresses the circulation. So if they're mm -hmm. laying down, eventually the tissue dies mm. after, after two to four hours, something like that. They have to change position they have to get up and move around um their the way the circulation in their feet is designed it's designed to be moving around oh, and wow. so they they when they are in a sling it keeps the weight off the one foot but the other feet start to go bad right as they overcompensate so let's dial back into a different direction you have been able to overcome some challenges um, in the area of mental mental illness. Would you mind sharing that with us? Because I want to see how that works in conjunction with your intuitive gift. Well, I've, geez, the first that I know of when I was nine years old, my world went gray. Wow. And um, back then, because I'm older, um, Psychology wasn't much of a thing. People didn't talk about it. I didn't say anything about it. I just went on. Um, 
When you say gray, I don't want to, I don't want to go into the nitty gritty of it, but when you say gray, were you in a very dark place? Were you depressed? Were you alone? Were you isolated? What do you mean by gray? I, I believe I was depressed, but there was actually, the world wasn't as bright as it used to be. It it was like, there was a physical difference. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't truly all gray. I could see colors but they weren't quite as distinct and bright as they had been before. Yeah. Was that a part of, did did something happen to you? Was like trauma or just all of a sudden you started, you know, was was it bullying or anything like that? And the only reason why I'm kind of asking these questions is because I'm trying to help parents that may have a child you know, that don't know, doesn't know what they don't know. They don't know how to explain it. They don't have this type of communication. So if you're seeing some of these signs or symptoms, this might be able to help you early on. That's why I'm asking. Yes, there, there were not any big traumas in my life. Um, I had a secure childhood. We didn't have to worry about food. There was no abuse. There was, you know, none of the classic reasons um there were a couple minor things my best friend moved and my oldest sister went off to college that year but I mean you know that those were pretty mild triggers right 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 well yeah it depends on some I know some kids right now that are very very attached to you know their best friend and yes and there's yeah. so I, I i can i can get that but did it your painful to me and it may have been enough to you know that i was vulnerable and that just pushed me over the edge right but that probably wasn't the you know the actual light switch so as you got older when did you realize that this was something that you wanted to seek out and 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 get answers to Well, I struggled all through high school and actually took an overdose of pills trying to end my life um, when I was 16. And that was the first clue that my parents had (laughs) or anyone really, um, because I didn't talk about it. Um, And they did send me to a therapist that didn't really help much. Um, and I just, I saw people off and on, um, basically I had thoughts of suicide every day for 40 years. Oh, come on. Really? Seriously. Yeah. It was, it was hard. And, you know, that was, I did that through the horses, through physical therapy school through working um so several times a week you say every day but several times a week you thought about this life is not worth living yes and and it seriously was closer to every day it probably wasn't every single day but yeah how did you okay this is the important thing you didn't do it You, you you tried the attempt failed but you did do it do you recall anything specific that was your your bell ringer that says, you know what, uh, not today. I'm going to get through today and I'm going to start tomorrow. Was there anything that triggered you the opposite way to say that this is okay? I'm going to be able to get through this. Uh, I have family to live for. I've got my horses. I've got my job. 
What is it that stopped you? For me, it was the animals. Um, you know, I couldn't control what would happen to them after I went. And so that was a big barrier for me. So it was a sense of connection. It was a sense of not, it wasn't about me. It's about supporting another life, be it an animal life, human life. But there was something there that I knew that I had to live for that was I was responsible for in a way that depended on me, that stopped me from hurting me. That's pivotal. That's pivotal. Yeah. That's an aha moment. That's an aha moment for anybody out there that's struggling. You know, think about it. Put it on your wall. Think about it. Is there anybody or anything that is dependent upon you equally or greater than yourself that you can turn to support, love and encourage and get that what you need from them um, to continue to go on because you've got to go on. You've got to continue to thrive. So now tell us a little bit about the peer to peer with NAMI. Um, that was actually one of the things that helped me start getting better was when I got involved with NAMI. Um, the peer-to-peer is, they have a ton of programs. The peer-to-peer -peer program itself is an educational program and it's designed to um, empower people, just learn more about the illness, learn more about the, um, the science of it, and also a lot of coping skills and ways to take control of our own lives. Mm. Well, you know, and that's what it's all about. A lot of times people feel that they lose control or someone is trying to control them. Yes. That's a big $25 word. I mean, really, what does that mean? You know, are you influenceable? Uh, are you impactful? Are you insightful? Are you intimidated? Are you fearful? There's a whole lot of other things that you can put uh, equal or greater sign to when it comes to control. But mastering self-control is the biggest thing. Understanding mm -hmm. what is going on and identifying when there's a challenge. There's nothing wrong. All of us have scars. All of us have something that's, you know, wrong with us, be it internally, externally, financially, spiritually, sexually, whatever the situation is, we've all got some drama. Some people are a little bit more bodacious and they will stand up and they'll say, you know what? Hey, I need help. There's others that have telltale signs, but nobody will walk up to them and say, can I help? Sometimes right. they just want to know. Sometimes they just want you to sit there and hold space with them you don't have to say a word. They'll tell you what they want you to know. They'll hold your hand. They'll support you. They'll encourage you. But nobody knows what they don't know. Right, Nancy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And another good thing about the program is it helps us identify triggers. Um, what The things that are likely to make each individual go down a negative path and then make a plan become aware of when that's happening and make a plan of things you can do when it does start happening 
happening. Right. One of which is reaching out for help. Right. And having a support system, finding exactly. those people that you really, really trust. It doesn't have to be a group of 20 and it doesn't right. have to be your Facebook page. Okay. Because, but, you know, I, I've seen it over and over again. People use social media as an emotional outlet. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm more reserved. I'm more, you know, Nancy, can I call you on the phone? You know, can we do a private Zoom like that? But to put it out there in the blattosphere for a million other people to chime in on, and everybody's not going to be kind. Everybody's not going to be empathetic. Okay, so so get ready for that. Okay. And then you find... um you know, people that want to give you advice. Sometimes you don't need advice. Sometimes you need an 800 number with a professional or again, a trusted fin, friend or your cat or your dog or your horse, all of those things. So it has been so wonderful uh, talking to you about so many wonderful things. Thank you again for going deep and sharing some personal intimate secrets with us, but also heightening our sense of awareness when it comes to mental health and how animals can be very supportive and be an option and an outlet. Also the work that you do with animals. Uh, I know that you have a special 10% offering for my guests. Tell us a little bit about that and how to get in contact with you, Nancy Snyder. You can contact me at my email, allcreaturestalk at gmail.com and just put the word brains in there. Right. To let let me know that you found me through April. And uh, yes, I can do individual sessions or um, packages of sessions for more involved problems. If you want to know something about your horse or dog or cat or any animal, I've worked with everything from hamsters to orangutans. So oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, feel free to shoot me an email. All right. Once and again, let me tell you, this does work because the coyotes jumped over my fence, kidnapped my dog and ate him. I was mortified. I went in the backyard. I had put him out there for 13 years to go pee. And I looked and he was gone. And I had an animal communicator, an intuitive like Nancy. And she came and she, she could feel my pain and she could feel his spirit. And he told her to tell me that it was a quick kill, that he was fine, that somebody was, was there to get him, that he loved me, that thank you for saving and rescuing him. I was the best mommy ever for 13 years. And know that he was okay and those key things that she said i didn't tell her anything i knew that she was talking to him so brains there is a horse sense there is a different realm there is a different frequency that we can gravitate towards to speak to ourselves as well as the animal kingdom thank you so much nancy for being here with me and my brains on the edge you are the best thank you april and thank you, Brains. Yeah, Brains, go in there and take advantage of the opportunity. All of us have cats, dogs. Sometimes they misbehave. Sometimes you want them to stop peeing in the house or scratching on the door or whatever the situation is. Nancy can definitely uh, give you some tips. So I'm looking forward to hearing a response from some connections. Thanks so much, Brains. Have an amazing day because life is rough. <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.